Hey, hello. Hello. Hello, everybody, and welcome. And welcome. Welcome. Welcome to another episode of the Last Ones in Podcast. I am Dry Archuleta, coming at you from the void again. Uh, Sounding slightly better. We'll see how it goes throughout the episode. Uh, Joined today by Robbie. Hi. And E. Hello. And today is day five of our end of the year uh, deliberations where we just talk about all the things we watched this year and rank them according to a bunch of arbitrary standards that we make up on the spot. So, wow. Yes, it's a great time. Last day or last episode, whatever you want to call it, I guess. We ran out of time, more or less, <laughs> and we went on and did a stream of Phasmophobia. Go check that out. It's very old by the time this comes up, but go check it out anyway. It's on our archive. We, uh, on the last day, promised that we would be doing favorite characters to start off with, so that's exactly what we're going to be doing. But as we do every single day, we're going to read off all of the movies that we watched, and we're going to do it from, we'll start with Robbie, then Ian, then I'll go last. 1917, Antlers, Best of the Best, Christmas Prince 3, Christmas Story, Cloverfield, Crossroads, Dear Evan Hansen, Dragon Ball Super, Superheroes, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Fat Man, Gladiator, Haunted Hell House LLC, Hell or High Water, It Chapter 1, It Chapter 2, Jaws, Kid Detective, Claws, and Men. On the Orient Express, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, Night House. Nosferatu, Pan's Labyrinth, Princess Mononoke, Psycho, Riding in Cars with Boys, Scary Godmother 1, and Scary Godmother 2. Seven Samurai, Silence of the Lamb, Spirited Away, Steven Universe, The Movie, Suspiria, 2018. Suspiria, 19 and some numbers, The Green Knight, (laughs) The Mist. The Mitchells in the Machine versus the Machines. Top Gun. Top Gun Maverick. Trains, Planes, and Automobiles. World of Tomorrow. And our Is This a Movie winner, Year of the Snake. So we're just all going to choose who our favorite character was here. So I guess we can just kind of... I think E has his set out, so we're going to let him go first, I think. Yeah. Sounds fair. Um, (laughs) So... Uh, for those who didn't listen to the last ep- or who did listen to the last episode, there's probably a a clear winner. But uh, <laughs> before I'll, I'll go through a couple of the other ones I want to bring up first, just for uh, tr- for fun. Uh, Steven from Steven Universe. Again, this is more referring to the show than the movie itself. But uh, I do actually really like Steven's progression as a character throughout the series, and I think it is a really really good take on like the childhood superhero without being uh, too like, I, I notice a lot of times nowadays they they're like, Oh, it was terrible, awful. Everything sucks. And like Steven universe still does like uh, plays a lot with the fact that uh, Steven saw some really fucked up shit as like a 12 year old <laughs> <laughs> and how he copes with that. But like, it also is like extremely, extremely good. And Steven's just like a really fun character. Uh, so I definitely put him. Uh, we got we got to bring up Mister Mister Piddlebones from Scary Godmother One and Two, the best part of those movies. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he did make the most adult jokes in that movie. 
Jas- Jasper from Claws is a really fun, a really good example of like just a dick. Yeah, but he's still not. But he's not like unsufferable. Right, <laughs> like, he's right. still fun, fun to deal with, and you you get a lot. But I'm not, not even gonna act, not even gonna act like there was much consideration on my part. Chi Hero from Spirit Away probably would be my favorite character from this year. Okay, I, uh, I thought you were gonna go Steven Universe again. No, uh, if, if we were talking about like the whole series, I might be different. But ultimately, this is referring to the movie. Okay, and like he's a good character in the movie. But I think Chihiro is just one of those characters that kind of uh, is extremely well written. I think it's extremely hard to write children. And in fact, out of most of these movies, I think maybe like three, four wrote children like in a really good way. That's fair. That's pretty fair. Um, yeah, I, I love Chihiro. I think her journey's amazing. Uh, obviously, like Spirit Away is just known as one of the greatest movies of all time probably like most people would say that and just like she's just a really great character she gets to have really strong emotions in many different ways which i think sometimes like they're a bit afraid of like showing all of the emotions of a kid rather than just kind of like sad happy the the basic ones and just She's just a really strong character. So that's that's Chihiro for me. Okay. For me, honorable mentions are going to have to be... What's it? Hannibal from Hannibal Lecter? Oh, yeah. Uh, From Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, I was going to say, what? (laughs) Uh, Just, he is such a captivating performance. Uh, Him and as well as Norman Bates and Psycho. Uh, I just think that those two portrayals of that character are just fantastic honestly like it's so hard to beat those performances with those some actors have tried and succeeded in uh television shows uh fairly recently the hannibal show i think uh is fucking amazing and people need to go watch that that's a great depiction of hannibal and then make i think me. that oh okay i'll don't you don't you say that i'll make you <laughs> it is true he will make you i, th- I think dry still has to get me through like six seasons of uh how I Met Your Mother. Yeah, we'll get there. Dry still needs to get me on Fargo. <laughs> we only watched the prequel season. Yeah, we only watched season two. Don't worry, I have plans for next year. I got big ideas. <laughs> All Fargo. Oh, man, I have so many. I'm ideas. actually down to watch Fargo. Fargo's One episode so a week. Good. Fargo's so fucking good, man. Um, As we know, whenever we watch a TV show, we totally watch an episode every single week. On post That's not that did. far off from my actual... <laughs> <laughs> like watching history. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, those are those are my honorable mentions. The ones that I'm the two that I'm stuck between putting as my number one, and I think I'm leaning towards one movie in particular. So I guess my third honorable mention would be Abe Applebaum from Kid Detective. Yeah. I just think that he's such a fun, downtrodden kind of detective character that I really, really love because it's just so cynical and hateful and angry, you know, in a way that I get. I understand it, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's probably my throwaway mention. But number one, I can't even deny it, uh, Hercule Poirot from Murder on the Orient Express is so fucking good. He just nails that character so well. And he's the writer, director, and stuff like that. He had a team to help him write it, but mainly, yeah. 
Anyway, he he just fucking does so well at that role. And even the sequel, uh, Murder on the Nile, which I didn't like nearly as much as Murder on the Orient Express or Death on the Nile. I mean, how do you like how do you like follow up that movie, though? Right. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, Death on the Nile, I think he was still so fucking good. He's easily the best part of that movie. And I just it shows that, like, I think he kind of just carries those as in this adaptation of these of these Hercule Poirot stories. So, yeah, Hercule Poirot is my favorite character. Okay. Which leaves it to uh, Robbie. Your turn. So some other honorable mentions that you guys uh, have not uh, really touched on that I feel also deserve some honorable mentions. I think Beth from The Night House is a good honorable mention just because, Absolutely. like, yeah, that was one of those movies that needed a very, very strong lead to make work. And she did a super, like, she had some very powerful scenes and, like, did that movie so well. Yeah. And kind of showed, like, the, like, we talked about last time whenever we were talking about, you know, best, best characters on how, you know, took something like grief and how, like, it's almost like this ever-consuming thing that no one else can see, but you definitely feel and portrayed it very well in that movie. So I feel like she's a very good honorable mention. Another one that I think is a good honorable mention is uh, Prince, Prince Ashitaka from... Princess Mononoke, just because I feel like they did a really good job in that movie of like trying to give a good way to put this of having a prince. You know, it's it's there. It's very <laughs> difficult to have a prince in movies these days. <laughs> That's what. That, well, he's a, one. He's actually a prince in like not a very prince way. I was going to say that also I'm trying to remember where like where the quote, quote come from. I couldn't tell you like where the origin is, but like how they say sometimes that it's better to be a warrior in a garden than it is to be a gardener in a war zone. And a lot of that movie almost kind of weirdly feels like he's a warrior looking for his garden. And I think they portrayed that in a very good way of like how he just wants to find, like he's still very much in a war zone and like just trying to find peace amongst all the chaos. And I think they did a really good job in that movie betraying that I'm trying to think of a number three. I thought I had one for a second. You, you don't need to have them. Yeah, just whatever you actually. Piccolo from Dragon Ball. We're gonna keep talking about Piccolo. He's gotta keep bringing Piccolo up. He's gotta somewhere. He's gotta fit in here. I mean, one I was actually gonna say was Abe Applebaum from a uh, Kid Detective too, because yeah, yeah, that was a very good. That was a very good. Uh, somebody who almost over pressures themselves on like they have to be perfect in everything that they do and like having that feeling of failure and like trying to move past it i feel like that's kind of hard to show in media and the only other character i can think of that's even close to that is actually david martinez from the uh from cyberpunk edge runners of like you know someone who's gifted but kind of feels like they have the weight of the world on their shoulders and they have to be able to perform and like do what they're supposed to do and like whenever they have that feeling of failure how it just kind of becomes like this over crushing thing and yeah like they did a really good job portraying that in kid detective but might be surprised might not be a surprise i think probably my favorite character from the movies that we watched this year which probably shouldn't be too much of a surprise when you really think about it because it's one of my favorite movies of all time is um eugene from crossroads okay yeah. <laughs> that's fair but I think that's one of those, like, you know, fine. That's also kind of a gifted kid. Not so much like failing to 
act like perform or anything like that because like we are uh, talked about it a lot whenever we watched that movie about how like a lot of people thought like oh this is going to be like another karate kid clone but with music and it definitely wasn't because like the kid learns almost the guy like says he's going to take him under his wing to teach him how to become like an actual blues guitar player and then doesn't teach him a goddamn thing about playing music but yeah. more or less kind of shows him like it's okay to like you don't have to be perfect in your playing it's just like showing emotions like while or through music which i guess for me like part of the reason why that's such a big deal for that movie too is because like i feel like as a teenager i was kind of an angry kid and i never had like a really good way to express that but whenever i learned how to play music myself like it became such a very therapeutic thing of like it doesn't really have to be perfect as long as like you just express your emotion through your art Right. And I feel like they did a really good job with that movie, too, of like just he's learning how to. Like, it's like just express himself through his music instead of just trying to become like the best guitar player. I could see that. That's my personal reason why that he's my favorite character for the movies we watched this year. OK, so our favorites. E. Yeah. So for me, I had chose Chihiro from Spirited Away. For me, I chose Hercule Poirot from Murder on the Orient Express. And for me, I chose Eugene from Crossroads. And those are our favorite characters from the movies we watched this year. Wow. Wow. All wow. right. Let's take a quick little break, come back, and we'll be back with our bottom three for the ones that we liked the least, I guess? Yeah. Um, all right, we'll be right back with that. And we are back from our break, and wow. we are wow! Wow! I'm shocked too. I didn't know we'd come back. <laughs> I was like, "Are we gonna?" I wasn't sure. We're going to be doing our bottom three, the ones that we just didn't like. Not movies, the or not episodes, but the actual movies Each other. themselves. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to preface: we didn't actually watch a lot of just outright bad movies this year. No, yeah. we really didn't. Like uh, last year, it was like hard to get a bottom three because there's so many garbage we watched. <laughs> but like this year, uh, it's like they're just we just didn't like some movies less than others. Yeah, yeah. I think there's only like two movies that I just didn't really vibe with, but I still can't even say they're well. There's a couple I can say that are. There's bad. one for sure that's bad. <laughs> yes, <laughs> one for sure this. that's bad. Um, <laughs> So yeah, let's get into it. E start us off. We're gonna do three, 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 two, 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 one, one, one. Uh, Dry's gonna hate this. Don't you? My say third it. least favorite movie was Nosferatu. <laughs> I get it. Actually, no, I get it. Okay. <laughs> um, it's just boring. It's just really fucking boring. <laughs> nothing fucking happens in that movie. Yeah, no, I understand that entirely. <laughs> and I get like it was made. A uh, hundred years ago, <laughs> and it's it's fair that it's boring because that's just how they made films back then. Right? They didn't invent the concept of fun yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just boring. I just it's like a whatever plot. And again, I know it's old. I'm not I'm not saying how dare this movie be old. I'm just saying we have progressed a lot since this movie was made. Sure. <laughs> And the best part about this movie to me is the joke in SpongeBob SquarePants where he just shows up to Nosferatu. flicker the light switch. Nosferatu. <laughs> yeah, no, that's totally fair. Yeah. All right, I'll go next. 
my number three, and Robbie's going to hate me for this one, riding in cars with boys. Yeah, that checks out. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, it's not a Jiraiya movie, you know? But yeah, it's it's just not my type of movie. I even, I think I even said while we were watching it, like, I understand, like, why people enjoy this, and I can see the audience for it, but it's just... Everything about it is like the anti Jiraiya movie. <laughs> uh, if it happened. <laughs> the only thing that would make it me not like it more is if it were animated by French animators. That's just, that would really put it over the fence for me. You're going to be very upset when I bring a f- another French animated movie next year. I know I will be. <laughs> <laughs> How dare their TVs just be fundamentally made different and thus causing things for many generations to just fundamentally have a different frame rate over there. Ugh. That's what I'm saying. They're fucking idiots. <laughs> <laughs> How dare their electrical system run off of 50 hertz instead of 60 hertz. Yeah, they should get it together. <laughs> uh, but yeah, riding cars with boys was just like... It's a derogatory thing to say, but it's so chick flicky. It's just everything feels like it doesn't really have a consequence until they tell you that something has a consequence and then you're supposed to treat it like it's the biggest thing in the world. That's not just like a chick flick problem. I think that's a 90s movie problem in a lot of ways, which I definitely... That is Dry's least favorite genre or era of movies, he has told me. It is. I just, I hate the way it looks. I hate the way it feels. Like, it just feels so inconsequential in so many ways. And I think writing in Cars with Boys just falls into that. If it were made probably six years later, it would have been a much darker portrayal of the same story, and I probably would have vibed with that a little more. But with it being what it is, it's just not for me. So that's my number three. Robbie, your turn. I think for me, probably like number three, uh, and I think it's not so much that I, it's, I didn't hate the movie, but I was just kind of disappointed by it. Like, you know, an overbearing father almost would probably be like the original Suspiria. But I think part of that also had to do with the fact that it was just, like, so overhyped for all of us, basically, and, like, how great of a movie it was. <laughs> I never heard of it until Sam brought it. <laughs> well, for me, it dry, at least. Like, it was, like, so overhyped by horror fans and, like, how it was such a great movie. And then, like, we watched yeah, how it. how it super definitely I mean, still holds up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I just kind of looked at it and, like, I mean, it, it looks pretty, but it there's not really much past it being pretty. Yeah. It's the Avatar 2 of its time. <laughs> that's one way to put it <laughs> i haven't seen avatar 2 so i can't say much about it but if it's anything like the first movie yeah yeah it's a lot like the first movie robbie don't you worry so suspiria is robbie's number three yeah specify suspiria 1947 so yeah you're right suspiria 1948 <laughs> 1498 <laughs> <laughs> columbus himself made this movie Weirdly enough, that just makes me think that, uh, like a Suspiria sequel that takes place during the uh, witch tri- or the Salem witch trials, would probably weirdly work. It might be in a little poor taste. It would be in very poor taste. I think we should do it. <laughs> Us personally, we need to make that movie. <laughs> okay, sure. I'll animate all the. We'll, we'll be like those movies where there's just a random animated sequence when they're explaining everything. I'll <laughs> I'll animate that weird random animated sequence. And then Robbie will do all the the musical numbers, and I'll do the part where it's just two people talking. Can, can we have it like uh, uh, like how they always like make the Native American myth mythos like oh spooky and crazy? Can we like have all <laughs> the parts talk about witches like that? Absolutely, <laughs> yes. It's like I found this ancient tome called King's James Bible, <laughs> and in. <laughs> 
Oh, <laughs> just have the most Karen looking motherfucker sitting there trying to explain the lore of witches. <laughs> All right. Um, Let's move on to number two. E, go ahead and start yeah. us off on that. Um, This won't be a surprise to anyone. Well, it might be a surprise it's this high to anyone, but my number two least favorite is Top Gun. Okay, okay. I, I would have expected that at number one, maybe, actually. You know, it almost was. There's one. There's one movie I hated more. Okay. Oh, wow. Um, I'm interested to see what that was. So Top Gun is just also extremely boring. Uh, extremely just like clearly just propaganda. Yeah. <laughs> uh, has a D tier love story in it. I don't even uh, know if I'd go as high as D tier, but yeah. Yeah. D tier is being pretty, uh, is being I generous. I yeah, generous. Thank you. I cannot do work right now. I apologize. Yeah. yeah oh, that's a terrible. Uh, I I just Tom Cruise's character just kind of creeps me out. Yeah. He's <laughs> just kind of creepy. Yeah. Um. It it does a thing where it really wants to act like it's more grandiose than it is, and like the the parts that are fun to joke about are so few and far between. Ultimately, it's just a lot of like really dry boring military stuff and then every now and then it's very homoerotic and like <laughs> that, that's the best gay. parts it's occasionally <laughs> super gay but like it's just not fun even to like sit around and joke with it's just yeah. not like enough to riff off even so yeah not not a fan of top gun All uh right. slightly better than the video game okay okay so i'll go ahead and go now suspiria (laughs) suspiria (laughs) the original it's just not good it's it's not a fun movie in any way whatsoever the fact that so many fucking horror fans were out there for so long just being like yeah no this is probably the most important and the best horror movie ever made and it's just a bunch of people sitting around doing nothing for an hour and a half, and then it just fucking stops. The movie doesn't end. I'm not going to say the movie ends. The movie just stops. It's like they were missing a reel of film somewhere. It's just... It got it, it got destroyed in the explosion that it stops on. Uh, they yeah. didn't realize they left the film in that room. So, I don't... I don't... I. You have to be the most pretentious motherfucker to be like, this is the best thing in the world ever. Like It's just not good, and it it pretends it is. Actually, I don't even know if it pretends it is now that I'm thinking about it. I, I was actually going to say, I think one of the things that like disappoints me the most about that is it actually does have promise between like the actual coven of witches and like the weird dream sequences that she has, like just every now and then. And then like a killer that you think that they're going to reveal like who the, the killer is at some point in time. And then it just like gets shoved down to the bottom at some point in time. And then speaking of the ending, I think the thing that pisses me the, off the most about that ending is like she's running out of the building and like, you know, it cut like, you know, little tiny parts that caught on fire here and there. And she closes the door, has like this terrified look on her face and then just smiles and almost skips onto the sidewalk. And then it just ends with like a window blowing out from the fire. Yeah. yeah. Just ends just like banana. That'd be if it was made in the 90s. Yeah. But yeah, no, there's just so little about that movie that I even can praise. I can praise the lighting. I can praise some of the cinematography. I don't think I can praise the performances or anything else. Like, that movie, it had it had so much potential. <laughs> and it proves that 
whoever remade the movie didn't understand that potential because they just fucked it up in different ways. So, yeah, yeah, Suspiria. It's Suspiria for me. Robbie, your turn. Um, I have a feeling mine and E's list is going to be pretty similar. My number two is also Top Gun. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely had my top two as that third one that I was just like, well, this movie just kind of end. This movie's just kind of end. But, and that's why I just kind of like, I think it's, uh, for me, like number three was Suspiria, but two is definitely Top Gun. Just be, from like once again, that was another movie that was hyped up and like how great it was, and people quote it all the time and go on about how it's so great and it's like this really cool military movie, even though it's like a sports movie with propaganda in it. And yeah. I'm like, oh, well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Sports <laughs> movies already have propaganda in them usually. They do, but it's not like you know, sign up for the military for the next five years kind of propaganda. And then, like, once again, like, with E, the gay stuff doesn't bug me quite as much. But, like, the fact that it's, like, disguised so much as heterosexual bullshit, even though they're, like, so clearly just up Tom Cruise's ass to the point that they're finding corn. Like, it's just, (laughs) that movie annoys me so much. Yeah. Yeah. I I understand where you guys are coming from entirely. Uh, Yeah. Also, like... He said earlier, E was being very generous with that movie, saying it had a D, or, yeah, D list romance story in it. That's terrible. It's awful. I don't, I don't remember anything about the two. The most I remember is Tom Cruise goes into the girl's bathroom to be a weirdo. Yeah. Yeah, he's a little rapey. Uh, and then the sex scene. I don't actually remember anything from the sex scene itself. I remember um, from Hot Shots. The, Hot Shot. The parody sex scene more yeah that was way better <laughs> yeah way better movie <laughs> i think the most i remember about like the romance of it just because it made me unintentionally laugh was that one scene where they're in the bar and like she's talking about how great maverick is and then hey ghost you big stud that's me baby like i saw that i was like oh my god <laughs> yeah yeah that's good I think the funniest part about the bar scene is that they clearly all like extremely choreographed an entire number just in the event that one of them's like trying to pick up a chick. Every group does (laughs) that. You don't pretend like you haven't been there. While they're trying to do that fucking song, it just. uh. I would I would have learned the wrong song if it was me. Like they'd all be like trying to woo, and I'd be like, "Yeah, somebody wants to." Oh, sorry guys, I thought, I thought we were doing all stars. Sorry, that song hasn't come out yet. My bad. <laughs> yeah. I, I was ahead of my time, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, you guys e. know that song, but your kids are gonna love it. <laughs> all right, e. you're number one. Let hit us with it. Uh, this shouldn't be a surprise to anyone. My least favorite movie was Christmas Prince 3. It's just... <laughs> this is, like, easily the most... This is just a bad movie. Yeah. There's just not anything... Like, even even your Jariah's wife, who likes Hallmark Christmas movies, doesn't like this one. Yeah, it's true. And that's saying something. Yeah. It's just... It's so insufferably boring. The other ones were really unintentionally funny. The first one is so batshit insane that it's just fun to fuck around and mess and joke with. But this was just boring. Nothing interesting happens in it. Nothing happens in general in it. Yeah, there's no reason for it to exist at all. No, it's so milk toast. 
milk toast has too much flavor for what this movie is. <laughs> it's it's so a piece of ice <laughs> of a movie. I don't know. Robbie loves ice. Uh, boiled ice. <laughs> <laughs> I am less of a fan of boiled ice. But we'll, yeah. <laughs> it's such nothing. It's not even like you don't even get fulfilled. I would even say it's good to put in the background because I think people would just be like, "Hey, can you can you put it a Christmas story or something?" Yeah. <laughs> like if you want people to leave your house, you put it on in the background. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just so. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's all I can say about it. The, the first, the first one's like good for a laugh. The second one can be good for a laugh. It's still the second one's also really bad, but this one's like such a terrible movie. There is nothing. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I totally agree. I, in fact, agree so much. That that is also my number one. Yeah, I thought it might be. <laughs> Let's keep roasting it. How far can we go? Let's just keep roasting Christmas Prince Three. Terrible characters, stupid dialogue. Not. I don't think there was a single scene that was even unintentionally funny in that whole movie. So yeah, that's what I want to say about it. Is the first one felt like it knew how silly and ridiculous its concept was, and that like. Yeah, this is definitely going for that Hallmark thing, and it kind of felt like it knew what it was doing with that. The second one swayed away a little bit, started going a little more, it it thinks that people just like it for it being this weird, dumb, nonsensical thing, and it throws in even more nonsense in there. And then the third one just feels like nobody even wants to be there. The stars, the crew behind the camera, it just feels like everyone completely gave up on this movie. And like... I know I don't I know we've talked about it a little bit before, but like you can feel energy of a film. Like and you can feel the energy mm-hmm. of filmmakers through the film. That just gets put into it, no matter what you do. That's just that's part of the process. It, you people will feel the melancholy or feel the anger, feel whatever has been going on on set that day or whatever. Like you just you feel it because people, no matter how good of an actor you are or how good the set is or whatever, there's just a feeling about it, you know. And this whole movie had a feeling of I don't give a fuck. That that's just like. At that point, and nobody's there because of the art or the love of film. They're there because they just want a paycheck. They're not even there because they like Christmas. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the biggest sin. They're, they're performing sacrilege in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's my number one. Robbie, your turn. What was your number one least liked movie? So for the way that this episode seemed to be going with the worst movie... It's probably going to be nobody's surprise on what my number one movie is. We can all say it loud. We can all say it proud. Silence Jaws 2. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was Christmas Prince 3. Of course, it was Christmas Prince 3. Like, I, still, <laughs> I don't remember much about that movie because of how bad it was. I just remember we all walked in the room just not wanting to even watch that movie for that episode. But we were just like, well, we... We're two movies deep into this trilogy. We might as well just finish it off with the third one. Like, doesn't matter that the Band-Aid is going from our ankle all the way up our thigh. We got to pull it off still. (laughs) And then, like, the thing about it is, like, even whenever we watch a bad movie on the podcast or, like, even off the podcast, whenever we watch a bad movie, we can still have fun riffing on it later about how bad it was. We couldn't even do that with this movie because it was just that bad. 
Yeah. Like, like Top Gun, we ripped the hell out of that movie. Like all of us hated it, but we can make fun of it for days on end. Uh, me and Dry didn't really like Scary Godmother, but we could riff on that movie for days on end because of like just. I think that's weird... the best part about Scary Godmother. Don't, yeah. Don't get it twisted. I didn't show you guys that because I think it's a cinematic masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> Five times during the podcast. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> but like, our even a movie that me and Dry watched off of the podcast, but. Not this year, but I think last year was um, uh, Welcome to Raccoon City. Because, like, me and Dry are, like, huge <laughs> fans of Resident Evil. And then we watched that movie and we were like, what a fucking shit-tier movie. And, like, spent forever just riffing on how bad that movie was. And we couldn't even do that with this movie because it's just such a nothing burger. Like, nothing happens. Nobody wants to be there. The filmmakers don't want to make this movie. But it's they like... forgot to put the burger in the burger. Yeah, pretty much. It's just two buns. <laughs> and someone dropped them. <laughs> and yet somebody found out how to make those buns out of water even which is the weirdest thing <laughs> so- socky ass buns that's what this movie is yeah and it's just uh, like i'm done i'm glad that we're done with the trilogy and like i was hoping we could at least riff on that movie but like if you go back and listen to that episode we're just like yeah like i I'm at a loss for words. I don't even know what to say about this. Can we just end the episode? Like, that episode was not even like fun. Yeah. Like it, there was, was like our, no jokes. Yeah. That is like one of our driest episodes we've ever had. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. All right. Well, E, we'll start with you on three, then me three, then Robbie three. Yeah. And we'll uh, name off what our uh, three were. My third least favorite movie of this year last year whatever year you watched us in was nosferatu <laughs> my number three was riding in cars with boys my number three was suspiria 1948 <laughs> and all the smooth jazz of 1948 <laughs> it was really crazy when like jane suspiria herself walked out and she's like she's playing the sax. saxophone yeah <laughs> 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 my my second least favorite movie of the year was Top Gun. My second least favorite was Spiria 1969. <laughs> my uh, second top favorite or second top favorite worst movie. Yeah, that, that that's the word. Second least best movie <laughs> is shoulder to shoulder with E Top Gun. And then all of and our number ones was Christmas Prince, Christmas Prince 3. It just wasn't good. I'm glad we could all come together on that one because that is this is the most unique. There, like, we've had agreements on like ratings and stuff, but this is the most we just straight up agree about a movie's quality. Yeah, just yeah. bad. No redeeming quality. Nothing there. I, nobody could recommend this movie to somebody and be like, "Yeah, this is great. You should finish the whole trilogy." Like, there's no way you could do that in good conscience. Not no. to anybody you like. I think that's a war crime. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's actually <laughs> to tell in, someone in, to watch Christmas Prince three. Yeah, in world when World War three happened, that's going to be right up there next to mustard gas on the do not use. <laughs> oh, but. <laughs> All right. Yeah, what what a joyous time when we can all just come together. Like that. <laughs> oh, all right, let's take another quick break, and then we'll be right back with our top threes. So we'll end it with something positive there. Yay! All right, we'll be right back. And we're back, and we're gonna round this day off 
with our top threes here. We're going to keep it in the same order we've been going all episode. E, you want to start us off with your top third, third, the third one in your top. I actually want to preface something. I forgot to preface it earlier. There were two shows we watched. Right. Technically, for one of them, but there were two shows on the list that we uh, omitted from it because it just seemed kind of unfair, which was Over the Garden Wall and uh, Afterlife. Afterlife Season 1. Yes. I wanted to preface this because Over the Garden Wall was going to be in my, was going to be my number three if it counted, but it doesn't. Right. Uh, And it was a toss up. It was a real big toss up. But ultimately, my number three was Murder on the Orient Express. Okay. All right. Uh, That movie is astounding. That movie is one of the most interesting whodunits I have ever seen. It is extremely funny while also being extremely heartfelt. And is such a refreshing take on it. It's not a parody. It's like it's a completely in earnest, which is important, I think, to the yeah. movie. Yeah. But it's so amazing how everything came through. All the actors put all their effort in it. Uh, Jared talked about it during the favorite character. Hercule Poirot is phenomenal. He's such an amazing character to watch. I love him so much. And like the ending of this movie is what probably really brought it up to number three over the other one for me and wow man (laughs) it's just so good yeah it's great it really is great all right well uh my turn for number three and i am going to go ahead and go with kid detective it was just i'm i'm a huge fan of whodunits that's very well known on this podcast by now i assume i just really like the whodunit things uh, murder mysteries, they're super, super fun to me. And I think that for when I watched this movie, it fucking hit me out of nowhere. I wasn't expecting anything from this movie. I, at one point, tried super hard to like convince Robbie and E to watch it. So I was like, man, this is just all these things. Like, I got to bring it on my pocket. I got to do this and this and this. He's like, oh, and then Liz is like, you have to stop talking about it because you're going to hype this up too much and you're going to ruin it for them. It's like, you're right. You're totally right. I should stop talking. Uh, <laughs> um, but man, it just hit me. And, and then we were like, oh, man, I guess you're right. Just like after he thought about it, he just fucking hated this movie. He stopped talking about it. So we, we delayed it. <laughs> but yeah, I just I fucking absolutely love Kid Detective. It is so, so good. It's so fun. Like it's the for anybody who has seen uh, Mystery Team, it takes that Mystery Team concept and then makes it serious like it's way less yeah. of like yeah. a comedy thing like it's dark comedy for sure it's dark comedy but it like makes There's it way less bright fucking yeah it makes it feel like it is like in a tangible real world scenario and i just love it so much it's so much fun and it's so heart-wrenching especially near the end like it's just it's great i uh i i totally I feel like this movie came at me in just the right time of life, you know? So. Right as I was starting up his detective agency. Right, yeah, and so it was perfect, and it failed. It, it failed. <laughs> I couldn't figure out who took the milk, so. Uh, but yeah, I for think me, it was the milkman. Oh, that's why we keep putting that outside. Ah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my joke was going to be, turns out it was a supervisor. Turns out it actually expired last week. 
<laughs> oh, it's the janitor. Uh, it was chunky. <laughs> this wonder I couldn't figure out. There was too many prime suspects. Yeah, it was too, who could have done it? <laughs> it must have been everyone. All right, so that's my number three. Robbie, what's your number three? So right now I'm just kind of doing the whole thing of like trying to choose like which one would be my number three on like the top three of like, well, I like this for this reason and I like that for that reason. Uh, most of my list of like my top threes are movies that kind of just like came out of left field and like surprised me with how good they were whenever I watched them. I think I got to agree with E on this one of uh, Murder on the Orient Express of just like I just kind of exper- thought it was going to be like a, you know, a whodunit and like kind of especially considering it was um from a book and right. a book that's kind of old at this point and like you know during like if i remember correctly that book was written like during the same time that you know they had like um like the hardy boys and like you know had all the novellas of whodunits and stuff like that so i expected yes. kind of like play by the books of uh of murder mysteries and it just ended up especially that ending like that ending wraps it all up so neatly that it makes the entire experience just that much better and it's rare to find that in a movie because like you always go on like the oh the twist at the end and stuff like that with movies these days to try to hype people up to watch it but this movie honestly delivers in a way that like most other movies just can't like not even like they won't they just cannot yeah i i will say there is like a 10% chance i think anyone would guess the twist in this movie yeah yeah not cuz it's not like not cuz it's uh not a bill you can't guess it but because it's such a brilliant idea yeah yeah so yeah that's my number three all right e your number two my number two is another i don't know why i'm gonna say they're all they're all amazing movies at this point uh <laughs> my number two something i wasn't sure about but goddamn is everything everywhere all at once all right I think this is genuinely one of the best movies to come out in the last decade. I think it is absolutely brilliant in so many ways. I think it meshes the absurdity of its premise with extremely heartfelt and strong emotions in a way that a lot of movies just fail. I think it. this is a movie, everyone hyped this movie up. Every single person in existence. Everyone who ever yeah. saw this movie hyped it up. Yeah. <laughs> this movie surpassed my expectations still. I knew this was going to be an amazing movie. I was not ready for how amazing this movie was. I think it is absolutely brilliant. Um this is probably one of the few times like seeing it in like 4K or whatever would be absolutely ideal because <laughs> goddamn the visuals are so fucking good in this movie. Yeah, it's great. I think it takes it does something I uh, I often talk about appreciating from animated movies, where it takes this outrageous idea and supplants it in the normality of life. And I think that's what makes it good so much is that everyone can relate to the movie at a to an extent. Even like as everything's fucking falling down around us, every everything can relate to this movie. And one of the it's. It's not it's like a spoiler, but it won't make any sense until you see the movie. One of the best scenes I have ever seen is when there's just two rocks in the desert. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And like 
absolutely beautiful. And I think this movie tackles a lot of really important metaphors in a really easy to digest way. And I I can't sing its praises enough. All right. And my number two is everything everywhere all at once. <laughs> Again, me and Dry always agree too much. Um yeah, it um honestly is such a great fucking movie. It's one of those things like as a kid, I remember I had a, I had this conversation with somebody forever ago. It, I was probably 16 or 17 or something like that. That's that's a kid to me. It, um, I know it's just so funny to like oh yeah, when I was a little lad, uh <laughs> barely not an adult. Uh <laughs> um I remember having a conversation with somebody who was in an arts program and she was like, "I just want to make something that's really like modern and very CG heavy but has an emotional story." And I was a dumb kid and I was like, "Can't do it. You can't CG looks so shitty. You're never going to be able to do something CG and like actually it hits people's emotions. It's just fucking stupid." Uh, and I had this huge <laughs> argument with this person. I'm, I obviously, at this point in my life, uh, know how fucking wrong I was. Yeah. <laughs> was an asshole. Um, Fair. Like, 2006 CGI wasn't really all, like, anything to write home about either. Right. And, so, like, going into this, I can't imagine this movie being able to be made without CGI and special effects being what, we are, what they are today. It is absolutely impossible, <laughs> I would say. It's... This is like the beauty of animation because I know like so a lot of people don't like calling CG and stuff animation, but it is. It ultimately it is, is. Yeah. And like it's such a beautiful way to make things as batshit insane while still completely reasonable. Yeah. And like this movie, I just could not be done uh, even 15 years ago. Honestly, 15 years ago, I think if they tried to make this movie, it would have just looked terrible and been very, very silly. I think with where technology is, it it's it came out exactly when it needed to come out, honestly. It was able to blend the insane detailed storytelling with all of this CG and this craziness and this back and forth between what happens in the movie and make this very, very emotional story that honestly is like so insane that it even has all this stuff going on around it to fit in to this very bombastic, almost Hollywood-level action movie in some ways. It's incredible. It's honestly just an incredible movie. Everybody needs to go and see this movie. Robbie. Robbie. <laughs> God damn it. I'm working on it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that everything everywhere all at once is my number two. Robbie. Also, spoiler, spoilers. Robbie probably won't have that on his list because he hasn't seen it. He hasn't just seen a it. heads up. Yeah. <laughs> you guys don't know me. It's not <laughs> Uh, it probably would be on my list because, like, I just hear nothing but praise for that movie. And it's very rare to actually hear that of, like, anything nowadays. Like, I think one, like, I think a good example of something like that would probably be, like, um, The Last of Us. Of how, like, the the first game, like, people just sang its praises on how it was, like, the best storytelling in any video game whatsoever. And you could still find people, like... Yeah, it's fine. Or people who just like straight up did not like it, saying it was a boring game. It, like, boring. Dang, I wonder who would come out of that and be like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I mean, what the, a crazy concept. Probably some <laughs> jerk. <laughs> I was actually going to say the Facebook group that we're a part of. There's a bunch of people who are just like, yeah, that game's overrated. I don't like it. <laughs> a lot of people are like that. It's awful. Yeah. Um, but since everything everywhere all at once uh, wasn't on my list, I'm actually like weirdly was going between two movies for my top for my two so i think if anything is like an honorable mention for two i think men 
should be an honorable mention because of just like the way that it weaves through the metaphor that that movie stands for. And like, it does it in such a way that apparently scares and confuses the people that it's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> which is kind of funny to uh, to watch, but also like just does a really good job. Like the, once again, that's another one of those movies that uh, demands a strong lead. And yeah. because of the lead actress, like that movie just worked. It also works because of, you know, all the men, I guess I should say, during the two. Like he does a really good job too, but just like the dynamic between two of them and like all the different weird scenes that they do, like worked so well. But um I think for my actual number two, probably nineteen seventeen. Okay. Because that did something that was really interesting for me of just like that movie plays out almost like the world's most expensive play in a weird way of like how <laughs> yeah it does that thing of like where did you say the entire movie was done in like 12 takes um 14? not 12 takes technically they had a mile and a half cell set built up and a track built up so the camera would move the same exact way every single time right so where the cuts are they're seamless and it's 12 full takes 12 okay. or 15 full takes put together something like that uh, another movie that I honestly lo- like love to death is um, is Children of Men, which I feel like maybe we should bring that for E to watch at some point in time. He may or may not like it. Who knows? Nope, illegal. Uh, sorry. Oh, <laughs> can't. But without spoiling anything about that movie, there's actually a handful of scenes that ha- that are really really long that were done in one take, and it's almost like they took the concept of like doing just a really long scene and just like completely exacerbated it and like made made it seem like the entire movie was done in one long take. Like I said, almost like the world's most expensive play, which was really interesting to watch. And even knowing that going or walking into the movie was really cool to watch of like how they got all these different scenes to work. Yeah. And like shows like how much care and love was put into it by the actors and the directors and the writers and every, like everyone who was involved with it and was just a really fascinating movie to watch. And so I think, Really thinking about it, probably 1917. Okay, okay. E, I'm interested to see what your number one is. Yeah, um, I think just for transparency, I do have to give my honorable mention here because it might be an upset to some people to know, but the honorable mention is Steven Universe, the movie. Oh, okay. it didn't actually, it barely didn't crack the top three. Okay, okay. Uh, I love that movie to death, but this was just a... Uh, I said it, this was a fucking crazy year for movies for us. We watched so many fucking good movies. Yeah. But if you heard me talk about it multiple times, this really shouldn't be too much of a surprise, but my number one movie of the year. Green Knight. (laughs) Green Knight. I didn't see it. It seemed pretty good. No, it's Spirited Away. Okay. Yeah, I kind of figured that was going to be your number one. I think Spirited Away is in many, many regards a perfect movie, in my opinion. I think there is an insane amount there, but none of it feels like it's unnecessary. I think the movie is an absolutely perfect length that it needs to be. I think it delivers such strong performances, strong moral, strong everything. I think it's Ghibli, obviously, but the animation is so beautiful. And... Even the most mundane things have this really insane sense of grandioseness to them. I think it is an extremely important movie to for a lot of people to watch. I think it is one of those movies 
I just think everyone should watch at, at basically some point in their life. I think it actually is one of those movies that is best watched multiple points in your life because at multiple points, you'll get such a different, strong feeling from it. I think you need to watch it when you're when you're like around 10 years old. I think you should watch it again when you're or probably around like 16 or so. And I think you need to watch it again when you're going to move away from your parents eventually. And I think it succeeds in such amazing ways that a lot of movies struggle to. And a lot of the, a lot of it, I already talked Chihiro's praises. A lot of it are due to Chihiro being such a very strong character that she she's a kid who's very struggling with the uncertainty of everything. And it's just beautiful. And I I talked about it earlier. This is one of those movies that just makes me cry every single time. And every single time I at least cry once during the rice ball eating scene when the weight of the world hits Shihiro, because I think it is such a beautiful, impactful scene. And I, again, I can't sing the praises of Spirit Away enough. It is an outstandingly amazing movie. All right. Well, Spirit, no. (laughs) (laughs) No. um, Yeah, so my number one might be a surprise for people. It might not. I don't know. Uh, You're the stink. (laughs) Spirit year 2018. My honorable mentions are going to be Haunted Hell House LLC. Because I just, that is the perfect Halloween movie. Nearly the perfect Halloween movie. Like, it just does such a good job of, like, getting me in the Halloween spirit and the Halloween mood. I fucking love haunted houses, and I love just the found footage genre. It's just my heart lies there for some reason. I don't know why. you hated the found footage genre. I love the found footage genre. It's just so many people do it so wrong. Oh. He does love found footage, but it's one of those because he loves it. Whenever people do it wrong, he gets mad. Yeah. Maybe I just only hear about every single terrible movie you hate that does it. (laughs) A lot. Fuck it up. A lot. Fuck it up. Uh, but Hell House LLC just does all of it so perfectly. It's not a perfect movie. There's definitely some things wrong with it that I don't like, but that's why I didn't make the top three. Uh, I, but man, I fucking, I love it so much. And then uh, Men. Men is my other honorable mention here because that movie's fucking good, man. It Probably it had, Sheen as the dad. It's such an insane casting, but it works <laughs> out so well. <laughs> um, Like, it's, I, I don't, it has the one point that it's trying to make. Let's be real. That movie has yeah. one singular point, and it spends the entire runtime hammering that into you, and it does it perfectly. On top of that, if you just take out the allegory of it being about men, it's a fucking scary movie. It yeah. is horrifying, I well, think. It's horrifying, and it's not even... I don't think there's a single jump scare. I think the closest to a jump scare is there's like one scene where like off-screen a bird flies into a window. And that's like the closest thing you get to a jump scare. But the entire movie is just so unsettling. Yeah, it really, really is. I, I never felt comfortable in the entire time watching that movie. And then just that on top of it, like having some really, really great unsettling imagery that just comes out of fucking nowhere to yeah. really also hammer in at the point. Like it's, it's so good. It's such a good fucking horror movie. Uh, so that's, that, that nearly made my three. But I, also without spoiling it, like towards the end of men, whenever we went to go watch it in theaters, I guess dry. I was just like looking at me and Sam to see our reactions towards the end. Sam, yeah, was, would. 
<laughs> it was laughing towards the end, I guess, or she just had like this weird twisted smile on her face. And I was just like gritting through my teeth for how uncomfortable I felt watching that scene. Because uh, I had already I watched it once before and then I took them to go yeah. watch it because I fucking I had to. I does that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> People need to see. Um, but yeah, my number one. Uh, maybe it's gonna shock people. Maybe not. Nighthouse. That's my number one. I'm not surprised. It's just one of those movies that gets me. You know, like. <laughs> um, yeah, Dry is tormented by demons every single day of his life. He has never experienced a movie that like perfectly uh, shows cases demons in their full extent. It's like it's one of those things of like. I mean, yes, but no, but like. <laughs> <laughs> Like it's just one of those things of like this person is a going through her life and she she is haunted by these feelings that she has about that just always have been around her and she can't talk about them with anybody she can't like do anything about it because like she's judged on it she's she's immediately like well have you done this have you done that like how are you sure it's not this thing and like constantly talked down to about it and made to feel crazy and feel like she's not supposed to be feeling this way or feeling these things and just in the point in the movie where she just breaks down in tears, I I didn't stop crying in the movie theater from that point to maybe mid-credits. I, it just destroyed me. Because I, I feel, I know that feeling. Like, it's the same thing in Ghost Story. Like, just falling down, having nothing else to do, not knowing what else to do, but just sit there and cry and not know how to handle everything that's going on around you. I just, I felt it, man. And there's there's so few movies that are just able to make me feel that kind of way. And I think ultimately that's what storytelling is supposed to do. It's supposed to make you feel these extreme emotions. It's supposed to make you kind of remember what it is to be human in a way, in a weird way. But like, I, I didn't expect much out of this movie going into it. And it just fucking blew me away. It's so good. I really, I really do love Nighthouse so much. I, it's not one that I think I can lightly recommend. It's not one that you can just go and tell anybody out there in the world to be like, hey, you need to watch Lighthouse. You, you got <laughs> Lighthouse? Nighthouse, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, did you hate that movie? <laughs> I did hate Lighthouse, actually. But it, it's like a very specific audience that I think will actually like really appreciate this movie. Like, You can't just go to somebody and be like, hey, do you, like, do you want a really good horror movie? Here's a good horror movie. But like, do you want a emotionally destructive horror movie that is uh, haunting and also emotionally haunting then like here you go like it's a very specific person that i feel like i can really recommend this movie to but so to really hammer that in uh d who is a guest on the podcast many times uh yes he had almost all i think majority of his friends had seen that movie and they all hated it yes yes they did it's not a general populist movie no no. Which maybe that's why I didn't do too well, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, another movie that uh, Dry said as like an honorable mention was Men. That movie did terribly. Yeah, it did but, like, too well. We that actually... surprises me less than <laughs> Nighthouse, though. <laughs> um, but man, yeah, Nighthouse is just undeniably, like, I just, I love that movie so much. I, I'm not even going to try and hide it. And like, that's what this top three is. Like, it's not like, here's the best movie, like, no matter what. Yeah. Like, it's just, this is the movie for me. Like, this is my fucking movie. And that's you know what it was what? for me. There is no just thing as an objective top three. Like, <laughs> unless you're like top three math equations that equal six, 
or something. Even that wouldn't be objective. Actually, that's very subjective. But like a top top list, bottom list, they're all subjective. Like I hate I hate like people getting so upset about lists because it's just there's just opinions. It's just objective. Yeah, yeah. Uh, subjective. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like oh, all right. Robbie, round us off here. What was your number one movie of the year? So going back to um, honorable mentions for this, um, I had one just in my head a second ago. Sorry. <laughs> Mononoke? Well, Mononoke is a good one, too, because like once again, this movie I grew up with, I have huge nostalgia for it. I think they just did an overall great job with that. And like in a weird way, that kind of that movie moved um studio ghibli in the direction that it went to considering it went on noke and then spirit away and then Howl's moving castle and stuff like that and also kind of um i'm blanking on the guy's name uh but how he yeah miyazaki did like the whole like oh if this doesn't do well then i'm retiring for like the next 20 years (laughs) every single movie he says that (laughs) hey are you guys excited for his next movie after coming out of retirement for the 20th time (laughs) well we better go watch her else Um, he's not gonna he's gonna retire so but uh yeah that one was a good one the honorable mention i was thinking of though is actually fat man just because that movie came so out of left field of just like hey robbie find a christmas movie for us and it's like fuck 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 uh, <laughs> movies like, and like oh this is actually really good and like i hope <laughs> these guys like it and then like i'd still have yet to show that movie to somebody who doesn't like it like i let my mom borrow that blu-ray and she's showing it to everybody like that's how good this movie was <laughs> if you want someone who probably wouldn't like it i bet you could give it to my mom oh yeah <laughs> she would not like it i know what i'm bringing like, tomorrow grandma would hate that movie too or like some other people or some other people in our families and people that we know but like that movie just it shouldn't work but it does so well that like you know there's that one uh despite how much i riffed on it like i do agree with dry that haunted hell house llc that is a good found footage movie even though i kind of gave it a low rating and i still have to check my drinks for needles every now and then <laughs> what was your low rating in eight <laughs> Uh, no, I gave it a six point five. I think. Oh no! How dare you? I was just like, a well, positive rating. Yeah, I was just like, well, because like it's low budget, and like you can tell it's low budget, and it kind of just like takes me out of the movie sometimes with like some of the weird stuff that it does, and there's a lot of slow parts that I was just kind of like eh about, but overall, like that is still a good found footage movie. Um, I think Seven Samurai. That's another movie that kind of slogs mm-hmm. on a couple of times, but overall, it's just a great movie, and in a weird way, made American cinema in a way that yeah. a lot of people I we don't even... would not have Clint Eastwood if not for Seven Samurai. I, I'm going to I say that. It. Oh, so that's who we can blame for that. Sure. <laughs> but like, watching Seven Samurai, it is insane how just blatantly plagiarized cowboy movies are from them. 1,000%. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Magnificent Seven is straight up an American ripoff of that movie. But uh, there's that one. Spirit Away is also uh, great, too. Like, despite me and Ego and like, Spirit Away is better. Princess Mononoke is better. Blah, 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 blah. And going back and forth. Spirit <laughs> Away is a, a great movie. But um, I think for like the last of my honorable mentions, and it would have been on my top three if we were including C- our series, was Afterlife. Like, that kind of hit me in a way. Like, I could binge watch that entire series, like, from front to back, probably. Like, se- or season one to season three, I guess I should say. With just, like, the subject matter that it deals with. Because, like, season one was just great. And it makes me excited to watch, like, season two and season three. And um, I think part of it also has to do with, you know, just kind of the year that I had to. Just because, like, some stuff happened at the end of last year. 
that bled into this year that just kind of put like most of my year through a slog. And it's like dry said, it's kind of one of those things like, cause that's also another show that people either love it or hate it. Yeah. And usually uh, has to do with your opinion on Ricky Gervais, but you know, pretty much yeah. it does too. But also the subject matter too. Like some people just can't really handle some of the subject matter of that show, but that show was just absolutely great for me of just like kind of showing, uh, somebody dealing with a bad situation of just like, you know, of dealing with grief and loss and depression and like tr- overcoming it. And like, I know that like I'm known for watching a lot of like movies dealing with trauma and stuff like that. But I think part of it is, is because like it's movies that bring down to like the darkest depths only to like try to lift you up towards the end and show that there's still hope towards the end of it, which is also why like, I think because we weren't doing shows, I think probably my number one would be Nighthouse also because they both kind of do the same thing. Afterlife is in a season and Nighthouse is in a movie format. And that's another one of those things of just like dealing with grief and dealing with trauma and learning to pick yourself up uh, from that. And it kind of in a weird way, like reminds me of a quote that I heard that was weirdly enough motivating to like kind of help bring me out of some of the slogs that I had this year. Uh, there's actually a children's book called The Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse. And there's a scene in that book where the boy is walking through a forest. And at one point in time, he just tries to give up. And he says, like, like I can't do it. I can't find my way out. And like, they're, like they're, basically, there's no hope for me. And the horse looks at the boy and says, you can't see your way through. Or, yeah, you can't see your way through. But can you see your next step? And he answers, yes. Then the horse says, well, just take that. And I think with Nighthouse, it actually is almost like the perfect movie for like for that metaphor of just like she's in the slog and she's in this depression of like people saying you should find your way out. And she's saying like, I'm stuck and I can't find my way out. And it's her figuring out for herself almost of just like, I can't find my way out, but I can find my next step and I'll just take that next step. And that's enough. And it just, like, much like what Dry said, that movie hit me hard whenever I watched it. And I think because of how this year has gone, this is probably the perfect year for me to watch this movie. I like, okay, well, let's go ahead real quick and name off our top threes, three, three, two, two, one, one, starting with E and then ending with Robbie. My number three is Murder. According to Jariah, I just, I love murder. (laughs) (laughs) Murder on the Orient Express is my my microphone and have to go flying around. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My number three was Kid Detective. And my number three was also Murder on the Orient Express. Or just murder. Most foul. (laughs) Uh, My number two is... everything everywhere all at once my number two was also everything everywhere all at once my number two couldn't be so instead it was 1917 (laughs) and my number one is spirited away my number one was nighthouse and my number one was also nighthouse all right Uh, that i i I say this every year it is really like fun how uh, despite how much we argue constantly throughout the year on movies, <laughs> we we do always end up coming together. Like it just kind of shows the quality of some movies in a way. Yeah, that's the really fun part about it is that when something is really really good or really really bad, 
we all just are kind of put everything aside. And we're like, yeah, no, we we all agree this was great or this was terrible. <laughs> 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 that's that's what's fun about it. All right, that was the end of day five. I'm feeling good about it. I'm feeling good. We have we have one more day left. All right. Ooh, Christmas. It won't be. <laughs> it won't. It's it won't. No. Um. Yeah. So our last thing is our overall top tens, where we're gonna say all the movies that we saw and start cutting things away until we get the ten movies that we all agree were the ten best we watched in the year. Maybe it'll be difficult. I don't, it might be really hard. This one might be really. It might hard. be pretty hard this year. Yeah. There's yeah. gonna <laughs> as much as I just talked about us like being like, oh yeah, we get together. Uh, we're gonna be arguing a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, yeah. Are, there are some divisive picks on this year. <laughs> fair, fair. To say the least. Yeah. Uh, e, tell people Yo, where they can find us. If you want to get a hold of us, we got a link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash L-O-Y-P. Gives you a link to all our social medias, listed medias, and our watch medias. We got a Twitch stream where every Wednesday, every Saturday, barring uh, holiday stuff, <laughs> uh, we stream video games. Robbie's there half the time. I'm here all the time. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, who knows what we're playing? Honestly, now. Yeah, this was recorded recorded so far in advance that we, I have no idea what the fuck we're playing. So we're playing Scooby Doo Cyber Chase for the Game Boy Advanced. Everyone was recommending it, so we're we're getting it in a shot. <laughs> we're finally doing it. We're playing it through all the way four times. All right, uh, Robbie, get us out of here on day five. So, trouting about. Hope you have a good holidays. Uh, if you're watching us during the holidays. Uh, make sure to be kind to one another. Make sure to be safe. And whether this is the very first time that you've listened to us, which is weird on a day five, but hey, you do you. Or you've been with us since the very beginning. Thanks for listening. Thank yeah. you. Thank you so, so much. Thank you, E. Yeah. Thank you, Robbie. E. And we will be back very, very soon with day six. Everybody be safe out there. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.